Hello, and welcome to Women of Responsibility, the Christmas special, 24 days in the book of Luke. All right, ladies, welcome back. It is day 20. We are just four days away from finishing the book of Luke. If you've been with us all this time, I'm so excited and happy that you have uh, taken this journey with us. Today, we welcome back um, one of my close friends and uh, girlfriend co-host from season one, Prophetess Sadira Davis. Hey, Sadira. Hey, hey. How glad are to be back. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're here. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Good. So our girlfriends who don't know you can get to know you a little better. Please tell us a little about yourself. Well, I am a lover of God first and foremost. He's the best thing that has ever happened to me. And, uh, but I am a wife and a mother of seven, uh, five adult children, um, and three of those are bonus children. I have two children still at home and I'm actually a pastor currently. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're an author. I am an author, you know, <laughs> actually, yes, I am an author and um, working on some new things actually have a book that is um, headed for publishing right now. So that's exciting. The Believer's Basics Handbook. I just know it is going to bless the world. So I am really excited about that and definitely would love for all of our girlfriends to be looking out for that uh, Bible companion. It's going to be phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I got a sneak peek and I can't wait for it to be published. It is definitely a Bible handbook. It's, it's so needed. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. So today, since we're talking, or, well, the season is, you know, this is all about Christmas. So uh, will you share with us one of your favorite Christmas memories or traditions? Which one did you want to share with us today? Oh, or you know what? I wanted to share with you all our newest tradition. Uh, this is actually going to be our first year doing it. But earlier in this year, we made a decision to create a new Christmas tradition where we are someplace in the world every year. Wow. That we are focused on presence versus presence, NTS, you know, versus gifts, but really spending time creating new memories, loving on one another, um, just in a more focused and intentional way. So I'm very excited this year. My kids are going to get to uh, see snow, be in snow for the first time. We're headed up to Flagstaff for our Christmas uh, few days there for Christmas, and we're super excited. I love that. I love uh, Christmas destinations. It's a little work to get there, but it's so worth it once you do. Definitely. I think it's going to be phenomenal. And so, yeah, we're excited about that new tradition. That's very cool. Thanks for sharing that. All right. So we're going to jump into Luke chapter 20. Before we do that, will you open us in prayer? Yes, yes, yes. Father God, we just bless you. We praise you. We honor you. We thank you for this wonderful time of going through the book of Luke and focusing on the very best gift, the Lord Jesus Christ to us. 
We honor you and we thank you for making yourself manifest, drawing us closer in this time as we focus on you, focus on your greatness, focus on love. And we just honor you for a time of fellowship, sisterhood, girlfriends, and love overall. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 20. On one of those days, as he was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the good news, the priests and scribes came to him with the elders. They asked him, Tell us, by what authority do you do these things? Or who is giving you this authority? He answered them, I also will ask you one question. Tell me, the baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? They reasoned with themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. They answered that they didn't know where it was from. Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. He began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and rented it out to some farmers and went into another country for a long time. At the proper season, he sent a servant to the farmers to collect his share of the fruit of the vineyard. But the farmers beat him and sent him away empty. He sent yet another servant, and they also beat him and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty. He sent yet a third, and they also wounded him and threw him out. The Lord of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that seeing him, they will respect him. But when the farmers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. Then they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What therefore will the Lord of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy these farmers and will give the vineyard to others. When they heard that, they said, May that never be. But he looked at them and said, Then what is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected was made the chief cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but it will crush whomever it falls on to dust. The chief priests and the scribes sought to lay hands on him that very hour, but they feared the people, for they knew he had spoken this parable against them. They watched him and sent out spies who pretended to be righteous, that they might trap him in something he said so as to deliver him up to the power and authority of the governor. They asked him, Teacher, we know that you say and teach what is right and aren't partial to anyone, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Why do you test me? Show me a denarius, whose image and inscription are on it. They answered, Caesar's. He said to them, Then give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. 
They weren't able to trap him in his words before the people. They marveled at his answer and were silent. Some of the Sadducees came to him, those who deny that there is a resurrection. They asked him, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies having a wife and he is childless, his brother should take the wife and raise up children for his brother. There were therefore seven brothers. The first took a wife and died childless. The second took her as wife and he died childless. The third took her and likewise the seven all left no children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of them will she be? For the seven had her as a wife. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. For they can't die anymore, for they are like the angels and are children of God being children of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed us, showed at the bush when he called the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all are alive to him. Some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you speak well. They didn't dare to ask him any more questions. He said to them, why do they say that the Christ is David's son? David himself says in the book of Psalms, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies the footstool of your feet. David therefore calls him Lord. So how is he his son? In the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of those scribes who like to walk in long robes and love greetings in the marketplace, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feast, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. All right, Sadira, so... Tell us your big takeaways from Luke chapter 20. You know, oh God, my greatest takeaways from this, and I think this is going to bless everybody, right? And that is ask God's help to see as he sees and to know it and to accept it. You know, I, I think that the scribes and the Pharisees, they miss Jesus as the one sent they misunderstood their roles and responsibilities in God's big plan. And I mean, how often do we do this? Yeah. While being busy doing what we think is good. Mm. I think that it's something that we all, you know, that was the big takeaway for me. You know, oftentimes the answer is right in front of us. What we need, God wants to provide it. And we're so focused to what we think in our righteousness, in our own self-righteousness, and how we think we know what ought to be and what needs to happen, and we miss God's best. Amen. That's a good word.
Okay, so what is your final, what is the thought that you want to leave with us today? I, I mean, you really did say it right there, but <laughs> do you have any final thoughts? So a big question you want to leave with us to ponder. Yes, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the, the question, the thing is, is where have you rejected God's plan being busy doing quote unquote good according to your standards and desires? 